Hi there, Dom Hay from Ad Hoc and welcome to a podcast that explores the relevance of social media if you're a business to business company. Now Ad Hoc, we're having more and more conversations with business to business companies curious to understand how social media might help their businesses grow and thrive. Most are sure they need to play, most are unsure where to start and how to think about it. But their questions are down to earth, commercially focused and real. So we thought it might be uh, helpful to the wider wider ecosystem if we shared 10 typical questions uh, that we get um, along with an overview of our ideas and responses uh, for all to digest and benefit from. So the first question that we get, um, and it's a typical question, what social channels are we talking about anyway? Well, our immediate response to that is, um, let's just consider where the eyeballs are and where your audiences are then pick a social channel, maybe two at most, and go all in. Each channel, each platform is really different and really does need a specific strategy. Uh, so have the mindset of avoiding just spraying and praying across many. Um, so Facebook is the biggest, it's where most of the eyeballs are, uh, and they have got excellent targeting tools. So let's have a little look at the data there, just so you can get a sense of scale uh, for a platform that may suit you. Uh, the source here is Facebook. Uh, globally there's two billion people now with an active Facebook account. Uh, bringing it home to New Zealand where I'm broadcasting from that's 2.9 million Kiwis have an active Facebook account or 61% or of the population do. Um, of that group 2.3 million Kiwis use Facebook every day and log in on average 14 times a day. Globally, um, the average user spends 50 minutes per day on Facebook. And putting it into a business context, 65 million businesses globally have a Facebook page, and about 10% are active advertisers. Moving to another very popular platform, obviously, for business consumers is LinkedIn. It has its obvious appeal with its ability to reach an, a specific audience um, by company, by job title. Uh, plus, you can use your own staff's connections to maximize reach. Um, uh, a year into its ownership by Microsoft, of course, LinkedIn has finally launched its own native video player and is beginning to release better targeting tools for marketers uh, like lead gen form, similar to Facebook's lead ads, of course. So there's a lot to look forward to. We can expect more, I think, from LinkedIn in the coming months. Quick look at the data there. This sources LinkedIn uh, 500 million registered members of LinkedIn globally bringing it home to New Zealand 1.2 million Kiwis have got a LinkedIn profile contrast to Australia there's about 8 million profiles um, over there um, on average people log in only once a month though much much lower frequency of usage uh, there's personal profiles and of course company pages as well um, and as I say, there's uh, some new tools that are coming out. Lead Gen Forms launched uh, back in April, Native Video Player more recently in July. And there are other platforms that you might consider as a business. Instagram is the fastest growing social platform at the moment with a little over 700 million active users globally. Um, and if you have a very visual product uh, or service, then you know Insta does really help you pop that aesthetic that might drive your business. Uh, plus it's owned by Facebook, so you get all the power of the targeting tools from the mothership. Question two that we get an awful lot of ad hoc is, isn't social really just for consumer brands? Well, 
we tend to look at the data uh, and this data uh, is uh, sourced from SAS, the US statistical company. And they tell us that 46% of all business to business decision makers are in fact millennials. Um, and 89% of business to business researchers use digital media during the corporate purchase journey. And of that, 53% use social in their assessment of which partner, vendor or supplier to use. So our thinking is, that what this tells us is that the fast emerging business to business decision maker set are digital natives the first generation to grow up in an entirely digital age so if you're not the so if they're not the majority of your decision making customers now they probably will be in less than 5 years so our thought is take the opportunity now to build a relationship uh, and understand how to communicate with them on their terms Question three that we get a lot at ad hoc is how can social help our biz dev tenders and quotes? Well, our thinking on this is that you know you should think about social as a communication tool, not as a sales tool. We believe that you earn the right to sell to people over time by showing them what you do, who you are, how you think. There's no hacks and shortcuts with this. It's about fostering trust over the longer term. So we say play the long game. And through relevant, valuable, and engaging content on social, you can do a number of things. You can brand, you can build brand awareness. You know, get in front of customers on a regular basis. We call it the virtual cup of coffee. People buy from people, so by allowing prospects to connect with you virtually, often accelerates a sense of comfort and confidence. Um, it also allows you to develop influence and trust, and then you're pull people towards you rather than having to knock down the doors every time you know you're in the sales process. It also helps you uh, expand existing uh, customer and prospect understanding of your service areas. You know, often customers are completely unaware of the full range of products or services you offer beyond what they themselves consume. Um, you can also get real-time feedback and really unlock that opportunity for continuous, you know, purposeful improvement. And you know, most excitingly, you can you can begin to become your own publisher. You know, your own media company. What we've learned from talking to businesses is that often tenders and uh, and, and and you know quoting RF RFQs and all these other commercial contracts um, are, are often assessed assessed only fifty percent on price. So by showing decision makers how you think as a business about other key factors such as safety or staff engagement or your values, strengthens and uh, often validates your statements and promises in your documentation. The technical bit, of course, here, um, you know, it's likely during quoting or tendering for your work, the decision maker will visit your website and by using a tactic called remarketing, uh, you know, you can pop anyone who has visited your site or indeed interacted with your social pages into what we call a custom audience. And then you can serve that audience specific content that may assist them, assist you in your ambitions to win their business. Question four is, uh, can social help our ambitions in other cities or states? Well, our thinking here is that you know, the ability to identify and target particular audience groups based on geography, demographics, job titles, interests, means that you can select social as a highly efficient minimum waste tool to build your brand awareness and communicate with folk in different cities, states, or even countries. So no waste, highly efficient, how is that possible? Well, as long as you know your customer type, then through targeting and using those tools in the back end of platforms like 
Facebook, you can choose to show your message you know, only to those people that you want to see it. For example, you may attend a trade show or expo in another region or country and arrive home with a long list of leads from folk that you chatted to on your stand. You might describe this group as a warm audience, you know, they've touched your brand in some way. You can then upload that warm audience, that data, into the back end of platforms like Facebook and they'll match uh, that data with theirs and so then you can ask them to serve ads or content only to that group. So no waste, highly efficient. And then you can work to build that relationship over time through your virtual cups of coffee um, uh, as that group see more and more of your content and get more and more familiar with you as a business. Question five uh, that we get an awful lot of ad hoc from our business to business customers is how can social support and promote our brand values? Well, our thinking on that is that every piece of content you produce you publish or post as a business is there and only there if it serves to support and promote the key pillars of your brand. Identifying those pillars, and we advocate identifying and distilling to three only, is crucial so everyone in your organization intimately understands what your business does and why. What's cool though is that uh, it'll act as your North Star in the everyday, reinforcing what is important and guiding good decision making across the business. Social provides a live platform then from which to talk to those pillars, you know, inspiring internal stakeholders and reassuring external and providing consistency and clarity for all that touch your business. Question six, uh, how can social help our operational experts? Well, our thinking um, has been inspired uh, a lot by the Danish shipping giant Maersk Line. Um, um, who you know advocate elevating experts from within uh, to blog about and celebrate the business. Maersk uh, refers to this as an inside-out approach with content coming from within, you know, from key people, department heads, experts, you know, the beating heart of the organization. Maersk founded encouraged thought leadership qualities at all levels, but also, and crucially, force them to think and act differently as a business with a real focus on transparency, authenticity, and the customer experience. In fact, for more information and a few more um, uh, thoughts on Maersk's learnings, uh, you can go to the Ad Hoc Facebook page and, uh, and have a look for Global Perspectives Episode 5 from the 29th of June, where there's some interviews with the, uh, the then head of social at Maersk, uh, Jonathan. Question seven that we get an awful lot of ad hoc um, from our business to business customers is, how do we assess and measure its success? Well, our thinking is how you assess success of a social activation strategy depends entirely on what you're trying to achieve and your inherent um, expectations. If you turn up expecting instant gratification and a spike in sales, you'll likely be disappointed. Social sits as part of a wider marketing strategy, and our core belief is that your audience is your asset base. And like any asset base, you're, you're, you're aiming to grow and nurture it over time. We often refer to a theory in marketing, the theory of effective frequency, which says that people must see your message a number of times before they're comfortable buying from you. The variable is, is how often they need to see it, of course. Um, academics debate this, but it's widely agreed that it's between seven uh, and 12 times. So the metrics that we think are important are, uh, are, are the following. 
Some social platforms like Facebook invite you to select your objective as the first move when building a campaign on their platform. This is great as it forces you to focus on what you're trying to achieve. This might be clicks to website, for example. So the performance of the activity should be measured against this goal. Think of the job as so, uh, of social as primarily to attract and engage. If your website or sales process is rubbish, you're, you're going to struggle to continue the engagement and eventually convert. Whether your content has thumb-stopping appeal um, is shown by your engagement metrics, views, reactions, comments, shares, and there is data galore for you to analyze. Audience growth is a biggie for us, the growth of your asset base, um, but we think it should be authentic, it's quality over quantity. A key indicator for us in the first 12 months of social activation is the growth of organic reach versus paid reach of your messages or content. A less tangible metric um, is the heightened sense of engagement from your team, but its effects can be enormous. But we always offer a health warning at this point, it takes time. Oh, and by the way, you never stop. Marketing is everything and everything is marketing. Question eight that we get a lot from our business to business customers is, could social assist in attracting and recruiting staff? Well, our thinking is that uh, social is a very powerful and cost-effective tool to attract staff both directly and indirectly to your business. So directly, we've had great success actually helping clients this year find large numbers of staff quickly in a short labor market by reaching prospective candidates who simply may not be aware of a job type that might suit them and thus wouldn't respond to job ads in traditional recruitment media like Seek. Using rich content, such as video on Facebook, allows you to convey huge amounts of information quickly, overcome concerns, show the place of work, introduce co-workers, etc. Plus, you can use uh, you know, frictionless call-to-action tools like lead ads that maximize engagement. Indirectly, well, a vibrant presence on social is another touchpoint for prospective employees um, to move closer to your brand. Uh, as well as your business and your people. Showing how you think, how you behave, how you celebrate as a team through your content speaks volumes about your business and tends to attract like-minded folk that would suit your culture. Birds of a feather flock together, as they say. Question nine, what are our competitors up to on social? Well, our thinking here is that you know, definitely take a moment to explore what your key competitors or even businesses you admire are doing in the social space. In a few minutes, you, know, you can do a quick audit and get a sense of what they focus on, um, you know, the engagement they're getting and the social platforms they're choosing to be on. You may find that many of your competitors, in fact, are not very active at all, which is great, I think, because you, know, you have the chance to leapfrog them completely and then lead from the front. And then when they finally catch up and sort it all out, it'll look like they've just copied you. And finally, question 10. What should our first steps be? Well, our thinking is quite simple. Put someone in charge, empower them, and then do the following tomorrow. Number one, put marketing at the core of your business. Number two, nail the key pillars of your brand. Articulate them succinctly so the whole organization knows what you stand for. Next, number three, intimately understand your customer. Create three or four personas that precisely describe your most typical client types. Number four, choose a social channel and start telling your story.
show people through content. Might be images, video, blogs, podcasts, who you are, what you do, why you do it, who you do it for, who you do it with. Give away some IP, provide some real value. And all the while, keep in check by asking the same question. Is this content supporting and promoting the key pillars of our brand? And is it of value to our audience? Next, number five, please resist the temptation to sell all the time. This is social marketing and the clues in the word social. And finally, number six, resist the temptation to make excuses and procrastinate. Seriously, get started. Ready, fire, aim. If you want a copy of this report, just head over to our website at www.adhoc.help forward slash B2B report. So that's www.adhoc.help forward slash B2B report. And we hope that's useful. Until next time.